My name is Sophie. I suffered from fibromyalgia and extreme fatigue syndrome for about 24 years. Today I'm fully healthy. And now I would like to pass on everything I've learned about health and healing and more to support those who are still on a journey. And this is why I create this documentary series and podcast, The Puzzle of Healing. Hi everyone, in today's episode I'm going to talk to Steve from Wudang Schule Deutschland, that's Wudang School Germany. The episode is going to be in English and we talk about Tai Chi and some of the other styles the school has to offer and how those can be linked to your health and how they can benefit your health. The episode itself is divided in two parts. In the first part we have a conversation about the topic and in the second part Steve is going to show how the styles look and he's going to talk us through the so-called standing principles. So if you listen to this as a podcast, feel free to jump over to YouTube to see the second half and how it looks. Other than that, enjoy the episode. Good morning, Steve. Thank you so Good much morning. for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing? Um, yeah, also I'm Steve and... Um, I am the head coach of uh, Wudang Deutschland, which is a full-time Kung Fu Academy in Berlin. And uh, we practice a specific uh, Kung Fu style um, that has many different aspects. And maybe one direction that people know is Qigong and Tai Chi that we practice. But we also practice other martial arts um, like Xing Yichuan or Bagua that are less famous in, in uh, the West. But uh, yeah also part of the system Wudang Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. Would you like to explain a little bit about, about that system and about the different styles? Um, so, yeah, Wudang is basically a mountain in, um, or a, like a mountain area in uh, China where this, they say Tai Chi Chuan was developed. And um, so in this area, like there are monks living and practicing really or dedicating their whole life to the martial arts. It's a bit similar to what people know, the Shaolin uh, mountain and Shaolin temple. So there's mm -hmm. this Wudang temple also with the Wudang monks. And um, so in the ancient timer times, uh, the Chinese people developed their various kind of martial arts. And like one of this, they say, is Tai Chi. Um, which is like most of people notice this like slow motions in the park, older people doing this, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but then there are also other styles that are a bit different and look more energetic and more like um, dynamic, like Bagua. Bagua Zhang is a lot about moving in circles, creating spiral motions with the body and um, yeah, bring like this, these internal principles. Um, and then there's also a style Xing Yichuan, which is like um, doing with soft motions, explosive movements. So you, you see how you can use your body in a relaxed way, but still create powerful and fast motions. So all these three styles are really different, but they all have the same core principles uh, behind each other to, to see how to, to move uh, from a relaxed and centered um, place and healthy way. Mm. And what is, the, what is the function like? Why do you practice any of those styles? What do you want to what do you want to achieve with this? So there are different reasons why people go into it, but like generally, it offers um, three different aspects that we always say. The first is 
the martial aspect. You want to learn how to defend yourself, you want to learn how to, to fight efficiently. The second is um, the health aspect. So you want um, to learn about your body, to learn how to move um, healthy with your body and stay healthy especially. So it's not so much about you have a sickness and you try to cure sickness with it, but it's more about like, okay, I learn about how to stay in balance and stay healthy. And sometimes even if I have some sickness, I can help myself with this to get better because I learn how to balance my life better. But I wouldn't put it as a healing system, but more like a health, um, like preventative. Yeah, preventive or balancing, learning to balance your, your life better. And on all aspects, yeah, on the movement aspect, but also in interaction with people and um, how you perceive things in life. And um, well, this is the health aspect. And then there's also the spiritual aspect, um, which is about, okay, how can I become the best version of myself? And how can I learn through this martial arts more and more about myself to grow in life and uh, become basically more happy and uh, fulfilled? That sounds really good, both of those aspects. I mean, yeah. even the martial arts, uh, martial arts aspect I find really fascinating. But for this um, podcast or this YouTube channel, I think I would really like to focus on the health and the spiritual aspect. Because mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, as you said, there sounds like there's a lot of benefits for it. And I just experience it myself. Like I started um, doing like Tai Chi once a week now with Hannes. Okay, ah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, nice. Um, because I had like neck issues and muscle issues mm -hmm. and I thought Tai Chi could help me to learn to not tense my muscles so much. Yeah, it's um, a good way. Cool. So I'm already using it for that. So that's pretty cool. Do you want to expand a little bit on like the health benefits or like where do you start? Like when you never heard anything of Tai Chi, like, yeah, what's, what would you tell someone who has no idea about it and says like, cool, it sounds great. I want to, I want to do something preventative for my health, but where to begin? Yeah. So the first thing that we start with is basically um, like we learn how to hold our body correctly, hold our body in balance because we all kind of through life, we create wrong habits or habits that are not so efficient. Like we um, get a body awareness that is not necessarily um, the best possible, put it in the best possible positions in life. Like when we sit, sometimes our neck gets crooked and we totally block our flow to the head that we actually cannot sink so good like this, that when we keep our head more aligned and let the flow go up to the head. Yeah, so, and also like, for example, really simple, we take a pencil and we use muscles maybe to lift our shoulder that we don't need. Like to lift mm -hmm. the arm, we don't need to lift the shoulder. Yeah? Yeah. And this is where it starts. Like, and it starts in a really simple way. We, we have to learn first, okay, how we bring these principles of efficiency and effortlessness in, in standing. So we look how, how to place the head correctly, how to release the chest, how to release the pelvis, how to release the whole spine in between the pelvis and the head. And then to see that we take the tension out of the joints, learning how to stand in space without tensing muscles, but actually releasing uh, into the stances. And uh, so this is, you could say, one of the first steps that we learn, okay, how to balance our body. We say always between heaven and earth. It's like this Taoistic word that we use there. Like, and so that we learn in the end not to hold against gravity, but actually to become part of heaven and earth, become this pillar between heaven and earth and guide gravity through us into the floor. 
And um, then later on, when people start to stand with us, with us, like we stand sometimes two hours or longer, oh, wow. yeah, in uh, different positions, and for them it's super difficult, like it's super exhausting. The knees get really like tight, and the hips, the head hurts. Everything starts to hurt in the standing. And with the time, like you can even learn to stand this time and feel after refreshed. And this is ultimately the the goal that actually. You don't waste, use energy for standing, but you gain even energy in, in standing and you learn to relax in it and recover in it. Mm -hmm. So this is basically the first step and we do this, we start with this in standing. Also in sitting we do the same work, so you could say actually the first step is the sitting, then comes to do the same in standing because in sitting it's more easy to do this than in standing even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, To relax in sitting is and hold your body correct is maybe a bit easier than in standing because in standing you feel like you have to hold not to fall down yeah and then comes the same with um, simple repetitive motions that we start to move and now suddenly the movement becomes the feedback of where is tension in my body how i can release more and more tension and um, do i use just muscles that i need or as i said before maybe i lift my shoulder while I lift my arm and I don't need this, I can, oh, I can actually lift my arm and release my shoulder and how do I keep my, my spine when I suddenly start to move? Can I hold it correctly, like straighten or did I start to create bigger curves again that actually tensen me and um, create um, more difficult, like or more tension in my body. Yeah? And um, so the movement part is one aspect that we learn how to stand, we learn how to move. And we expand this movement more and more until we're in Taiji forms. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. Because in Taiji forms to keep these principles of how to hold your body and how to stand efficiently, how to be soft, is maybe easier in standing and simple motions. But then when we start to do like a sequence of 36 motions that is quite long and with different direction, and then to still be able to, to keep this softness and relaxedness is another level. And so the goal is in the end to bring this principles into everyday life. So there we have this progressively step-by-step -step work, sitting, standing, simple motion. Then we start with simple step work, going into longer forms, then even into fast motions until slowly these habits can take over and also be part of um, our everyday life. And um, so yeah, it's about balancing your body and your positioning, the tension in your body and with this also the freedom of your breath. Because the more relaxed you are, the more correct you hold your body, the more free the breath can go into lower areas of, your, of yourself than stucking in the upper parts of us. Yeah, because we all have a bit this stress um, tension in our bodies nowadays with all this fast yeah. life. <laughs> and so we, we, we start to tense and we breathe more high. And this is actually not so healthy and efficient for us um, First of all, this high breath is making even more stress because it's um, like uh, creating, or it's like, how to say, it's begünstigt so an Adrenalinausstoß. Wie sagt man das? It supports the adrenaline. Yeah, it, so, yeah. it supports fast the adrenaline. Breathing. Yes, exactly. the fast breathing, high breathing. So actually, to relax, it's much more beneficial to bring the breath into the lower belly area and to breathe from the diaphragma low into the belly um, this first of all let, gives us the possibility to take more oxygen into our body and second of all it's also massaging the inner organs 
um, that are in the belly and this is also super healthy and um, relaxing um, work that we do there yeah to not just relax our our um, physical movement body but also the inner internal organs and uh, this part of us so in there the, the breast plays a big role oh yeah and where it also plays a big role is the height of your voice like we are very tense in our neck actually okay and yeah. if people start relaxing their breath that comes mm -hmm. from voice work your voice will go lower ah. and we all speak in a more high pitch than we actually have our normal voice range unless we relax yeah okay cool yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can contribute to the yeah yeah cool no. so and um if i now start tai chi and i already experienced how difficult that is and how difficult just standing is <laughs> and, and moving how long do you say an averagely talented person for tai chi takes before you see the benefits in your day-to-day -day life and how yeah how long hopefully <laughs> if if it's even possible to say but to, yeah what's your experience and how long it takes to mm. develop that awareness Yeah, I think this answer is not so satisfying for many people that are listening now. <laughs> But I think it takes much longer than people might think. I mean, you can, it's also always a bit depending of how serious you take this. Like there are people mm. that take this super serious and they, from the beginning, are able to start to observe themselves a bit also in their everyday life. But I think that it's really becoming a subconscious thing that you don't even need to think about anymore, but you just do it in everyday life. Um, is a really long process, like many, many years. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe seven years oh, wow. of, reg of regular training. Yeah. But I think if you, um, at least for me, it took so long. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I tried uh, actually a lot to bring it more into my daily life, to hold my head better. And even now it happens sometimes that I'm, I'm not doing it, you know, and I, yeah. I start to lose the principles and I tense up. I'm sitting on the computer, I have to work something and suddenly I get really tense. I feel it and have to remind myself. So even after many years, it's still like a process, I think. I think so. Mm. The question is not so much start and the end, but more the question is, okay, do I want to make Taiji part of my life and this awareness of it part of my life? And I think this awareness you can take quite from the beginning into your life, like To start to yeah. develop this interest into okay how to move how to hold my body to research taiji more for yourself in practice but then also research it in everyday life and i think it's more uh, like this awareness question and this uh, when people start to take this awareness into their life i think is um is really up to up to them how much they believe in it and how much it they're interested in doing so and so i think for some people It takes a bit until they understand actually really what the principles are in Taiji. So maybe one, two years to, mm -hmm. to understand what it is and then to, to, to be able really to look what it is also in life. Um, but yeah, the, like I think the, the work of balancing yourself is never a work that, that ends somewhere or that you can be satisfied in the end. But like even the basic standing if I, in my, my basic training, every time I stand and no matter how advanced you are, You first of all you have to go again and say okay empty yourself and start to look how to balance from new because every day is new life is dynamic sometimes we have there more tension sometimes there and if we would have one straightforward technique that is always applied then it would not be fitting to life which is like really changing all the time yeah. and um, so I think yeah it's all about creating more and more this, this awareness of balancing and and this is a whole lifetime work and I think With the time we get better and better in it to fill our life with this awareness 
Um, but I think this bene benefits of, of this awareness, when you start to bring them into your life, you can feel right away, like, mm. like if you have this uh, yeah, interest for it. <coughs> and when you say a regular training, what, how many times a week would you consider? Is it like once a week or what's regular for you and what's regular for an average person who's interested in training? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these questions are even this, possible. <laughs> this que these questions are always dangerous with me because, you know, our school, Wunan <laughs> Deutschland, I have students practicing ho the whole day and I still tell them, okay, you don't practice enough. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, maybe let's not answer that to no. not scare people away. <laughs> no, but I maybe think... I think to really to take something from Taiji because we also have um, regular students that come a couple of times a week, join us in our training, um, in our evening classes. And so there I would say you have um, maybe uh, two times per week is good, I think. Like rather how, long, uh, how long is a training session? Like one and a half hours is a good time, I think. Okay. Of course, the longer the better, but I also think... <coughs> It's also important that you still enjoy it. So I, I made experience actually for people that are not so like this is this is what they want to do for their life. This is what they dedicate their life to. I experienced rather a bit less than too much because when you like do, do in the end too much and you, you start to um, lose a bit the, the joy in it because it's always just a fight to go through the session, then uh, it long, in the long run you will uh, not continue so I, I rather say do a bit less in the beginning but regularly and then then go with this over longer longer times and uh, maybe some years yeah I guess it's something what I'm experiencing right now I can't see myself doing it more than this one hour a week but this one hour really benefits yeah. and I can start feeling that I I am starting to get this awareness of like because yeah. I do that typical thing of like putting my neck forward when I do my recordings in my studio yeah. <laughs> and it's so not good and it starts to get better already so I can totally yeah support that a bit less but it's really good to do yeah so then when you talked about the spiritual aspect like do you want to expand on that a little bit? Like, how how is that all supporting your spirituality of being happy or becoming more happy in your life? Yeah. So, like, like Wudang has many really also um, deep spiritual um, teachings and like um, also talking about immortality and like yeah, people getting immort immortal through this art. But actually, when I talk about um, um, spirituality, I first want to, I break it a bit down now to our um, down-to-earth level first mm -hmm. um, because I think this is more useful for people and people are not so much flying suddenly high and get too theoretically and too like uh, dreamy about things like this esoteric um, so I'm a bit careful also with how I put it always but yeah, it starts for me really from this um, it's a bit like the expandation of the health part. Like because when I, I can see how I move in life healthy, like with my body and efficient. And we have the same interest for the martial arts. The more I move efficient in my life, the better I can fight. And the better I can like become like... Um, so fighting in the end is also just the work of balancing and harmonizing with our opponent and like to move with the other. Yeah, to uh, so the okay, drifting a bit to another direction, but uh, to come back to the the spiritual because it's the the same thing in the end. Like it's also okay, 
how can I become more efficient and like uh, good with myself in life. So it starts with how do I approach to people? Like when I get hurt, do I believe this hurt or can I actually look on it, reflect on it by myself and then bring something other out than the usual reaction. Maybe someone shout to me and I just shout back from my hurt feeling, you know, because I'm hurt, I shout now back and I totally believe he did something bad to me and I'm not able to to go this step back and observe the whole situation actually and observe the whole situation a bit from outside. What did I do? What did the other do? Um, what was the situation? What feelings has the other? What feelings I, do I have? Okay, I'm hurt, but maybe the other was also hurt. Okay, and then from there to, to start to make my decisions. So like um, we say, for example, <clears throat> our mind is like a monkey and our like uh, and it's jumping everywhere like most of the people have this constant conversation in themselves and the problem is that most of us we identify with it all the time sometimes less some people sometimes more but somehow always it's there and and it starts to become a problem the more we identify with it because in our art it is a bit the, the art to see later okay we are not this monkey mind this monkey mind is an important tool of us, so it can be really helpful to, to do things, to think and to, to help us to make decisions. But in the moment we identify with it, we are, we are as blind as this monkey and um, we are just reacting and we are not moving from a centered point. So the art later is to, to go a bit a step back and to see this monkey a bit from the outside, to see the emotions that are also like um, we see the same way that are also important tools for us but are not necessarily we are not the emotions we are not the thoughts and we are not the emotions but these mm. are tools of us and when we are able to go the step back and we look on it a bit from the outside we are able to use these tools from from a centered and healthy point of view so maybe sometimes i need to shout back to someone because it's important, I think it's important in this situation. But it's a different if I do it from a reactive point that I identify with it, or if I can do it from, okay, actually I saw the whole situation and maybe now I need to do it because it's getting dangerous for, I don't know, for, for the situation. And I need yeah. to bring this now back and to show this other person a bit like the, the, the frame. Um, That's really so, interesting. And yeah. I think you can really take that towards illness as well because I think it's so easy when you're ill to be overwhelmed with this fear of like it's never going to go going to go away and yeah. you start identifying with your illness as well yes. and then the same thing and everything becomes more catastrophic than it yeah. actually might need to be i think that's a really good lesson for illness yeah. to be like okay i step back today i feel not great <laughs> but yeah. to kind of see the possibilities and to see the little lights where things can work yeah. which is obviously hard the longer you're ill and the longer a negative situation holds but i think that's a really good training for that yeah, yeah, I also think, and it's also something people are confronted in our school a lot with when now we say about illness, um, like people get a lot injured also in, our, in, in the training, everyday training, and then I made the experience with, my, with myself that the more I worry about my injury, the more I try to fix it somehow fast, mm -hmm. um, the, the more the pain gets and the longer it stays. Yeah. And um, also with illness, I made similar experiences that... Um, 
like um, and there's something I observed that there's this like fear and pain circle because mm -hmm. the way we observe it like pain is is the fear of the body you could say like pain want to warn you yeah? yeah pain want to warn you from something like be careful and also fear want to warn you from something ah the situation is maybe dangerous be careful and like so it's the more I fear the more also my body will respond to it like and make more pain and then the more pain I have the more I fear to have pain again and so yeah. I have this circle of I start to move already and I'm afraid or oh, maybe it will hurt maybe oh and it hurts because of course it hurt because I'm so afraid of it so my my approach to it also what I try to always then give on to to the students is okay you need to, first of all to understand what is going on a bit like what is the situation what are the dangers and what are not and then um, make make your plan maybe I do okay and now I do uh, two weeks rest because this is what the doctor uh, recommended me mm -hmm. and then I start to move in a frame that the pain will tell me when it's too much and less but but outside of this I don't worry I just do yeah. my my exercise that I need to do to recover and and then I just do my training in a way that I can do and I try to let go a bit of it and then in my experience the things disappear much much faster than when mm -hmm. I always tried excessively to to change it or to I was afraid of what will happen and yeah. yeah, and probably if you're afraid, you're more likely to tense muscles without realizing yes. it again as yes. well. So that's definitely a thing. Yeah. All right, shall we jump into a part that you show a little bit of what we just talked about? Okay, yeah. What is you there anything else you want to talk about before we do that? Mm, it's dangerous, this question. I always have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, yeah, I can, sh I can show something. Um, yeah, so I will show you... Now, first a bit the basic principles. What is the, the core of everything what we do? How we hold our body in the standing Qigong. And so the first thing that we do is um, that we start to reposition our head. Yeah? So from the highest point of the head, this is here the, the crown that we call Bai Hui, yeah? point of 100 gatherings, we pull the head slightly up, like we're hanging on a string, like a marionette. Yeah? And in the same time, because we don't want the chin to come up, so our, our neck gets again bent here. At the same time, we take the shin slightly in, yeah, downwards towards the chest, and the back of the head slightly backward. So the idea here is that we want to stretch and take the bigger curve of the neck out. Yeah, the opposite to this would be this, like our monkey computer um, posture. And we want mm -hmm. the opposite, like this bit like proud general, this floating head. Yeah, and the difficulty here is in the beginning that, um, of course, first we need to use a bit tension to create this position because our muscles are shortened around the neck. We have these wrong habits um, through our lives and hold our head along time in wrong positions and so muscles are just different and so the upright head will not feel natural in the beginning it will feel super unnatural and maybe even tense but it's good i always say go into this into this tension in the beginning a bit and with the time with the standing you will learn to hold this position um, also without um, tensing the muscles and then it will be actually really releasing and opening feeling yeah, and aligning feeling of the spine um, so yeah, the feeling of the head is a bit like upwards floating, pulling up 
while straightening the, the neck area. In the same time, the chest yeah, is dropping into the body. So we don't do the soldier chest here, but we actually make the chest bone heavy and we round in slightly the, the upper back yeah, chest area. So and this will also challenge our neck again. So usually when people do this, they start to bend the neck again. And then it's important to, okay, how can I balance these two points, my chest and my head, keep the spine more or less upright in the neck and release my chest, yeah, take the tension out of my chest. So this is the second point, the chest. The third is the, the pelvis and the lower back. Yeah, because all of us have also a lot this uh, hollow lower back position. And also here we want to, mm -hmm. to release a bit and take this bigger curve out. So we try to, to pull softly our tailbone towards earth, like we're connected to earth with a string from the tailbone and we shift the pelvis, yeah, rolling the pelvis forward while rounding the lower back a bit. It's a, a bit the feeling like we're sitting down, sitting. Yeah. So the lower back is rounding, the bigger curve is going out and still we try to keep the chest relaxed, the belly dropping also inward down and the head still floating up. So if you look at the three main points, the head, the chest and the pelvis, you want to create the three points floating over each other. Like the, the head is floating over the chest, the chest is floating over the pelvis and the pelvis is floating over your standing point, which is a bit more in the front of the foot. So we're not standing heavy on the heels here, but we actually bring the weight like um, not completely the middle of the foot, but a bit more in the front to the, where the ball of the foot starts before this, yeah, there's a small hole you could almost feel when you go there. And this is the point we want to stand on. Um, yeah. So in the end, what we do is we align our spine, we, we stretch softly our spine by releasing our head to the, to the heaven and releasing our the rest of the body, the chest and the tailbone and the pelvis into the floor. So that we start now not with the spine and the curves of the spine to hold gravity and hold against gravity, but actually we submit to it. We stand and we let gravity whoop, go from the head into the body, through the body, through a relaxed and effortless structure into the floor. Yeah, so it's all about position my body in a way that I can guide gravity instead of holding it. Um, yeah, and in the same time, creating kind of like almost a round positioning. Yeah? Like I'm almost holding my body round here. So I create a round and hugging space for the breast. Later it feels almost like you hug your breast. Yeah? Um, so the breast can flow into the lower belly effortless and fill there massage the organs with in and exhale. Um, yeah. And that are the standing and principles. And these are the basic, yeah, basic standing principles that we use. I, I mean, I can go there much, much more into detail, but you will also find uh, on my YouTube channel videos where I do this more and, and I think, like if I, the more I go into detail, the longer this will be and then it's maybe too much for this frame now. Yeah, so I try to keep it yeah, quite Yeah, no, I think that's really, now. yeah. yeah.
I think that's a good yeah. introduction. We definitely have your YouTube channel in yeah. the description so people can look yeah. into it a bit deeper if they want to. <laughs> cool. Do you want to now give us a little taste of all the styles that we can have an idea of like what it yeah. looks if you do the yeah. movements? So like, first of all, this, this is also why I want to show it first because um, this how to hold the body is something that is important for all the styles. Yeah, for Taiji, Bago and Singi later, it's all about to keep this positioning and use it for this various kind of motion and, and also um, qualities of motion because all of these three styles have a bit different qualities of how we move. And so Taiji, for example, is bringing these standing principles into now soft motion. Yeah, so we move slow, we try in this slow motion to stay aware of how we hold our body, how we breathe. Yeah, so for example, now we bring also this into other positions and we don't want to lean back like this and suddenly hold gravity with the lower back. But also here, we, in a different position, we release the body and find these principles again. Yeah, and then we also, if we have complete other positions sometimes, like here we go into this bow and arrow stance, as we call it, gumbu. Now also here we will find how to hold the body efficient in, in gravity and also a bit in the fighting aspect because now here we, in this long stance, we bring force to the front. So we start to position our spine and our body in a way we can support this diagonal forward line. So it would be wrong now in our sense to do this because we think, okay, we need to be upright with heaven and earth. Here's the pressure. Mm -hmm. But now we have a, like an interception here in the lower back. We're actually blocking our leg power with the lower back power. So in Taiji then it becomes important to understand also how to use these principles now into other dimensions. Now I stand here diagonal in space, so I have to also adjust my spine in this diagonal line. Yeah, and later I can use this even for fighting, that I use this um, structure and this, this connected body positioning that I can take force from the front and guide it into the floor and not use it, uh, not use my own power to, to push against the opponent, but actually use the power of, of the whole universe, yeah, you could say. Like I connect to the earth, I connect to, um, like I connect between heaven and earth and just guide what I get into the earth and bring it back to my partner. So, and this is then how, like you bring it into different also martial arts like Taiji now um, with very really slow motions and soft motions in the beginning. But then also in Bagua <coughs> with um, very like twisting motions. Yeah? So we have here now um, that we start to bring these principles into twisting and Bagua is a lot about, okay, how can I move circular in space? Yeah, there's a specific circle uh, walk meditation that we have in Bagua. And then also like in very spiraling motions yeah, that we have here. So we use the body to create spiral motions, which is also something um, really healthy because now the scientists get more and more into this direction also to understand that the whole body is built up in a spiral way. Like not just our DNA, but also how the muscle functions they're all like this, um, they use a lot this twisting and spiraling around the body to create 
uh, our structure and Bagua is basically building this up more again. Yeah, this spiral, we call it spiral power. And so we have, we have this a lot this um, learning how to guide movement in a spiral way through space. And later we can use this also for fighting. Yeah. So this is Bagua. And Shingi um, Chun is then the one where it's maybe the hardest to understand in the beginning. Where are these internal principles? Because it's explosive, fast and powerful. Yeah. So we have in Shingi, we start to observe, okay, how can I actually keep these principles and use this relaxed body to create explosive and powerful motions. So I learn to use my center motion and the relaxed body like to use like a whip yeah, and create this like fali motions. Yeah, that I throw from my hip something through my body and in the last moment I pull, pull the movement back again and this creates this powerful whip effect. Like when you have a whip or a wet towel with your friends and you, you, you snap it like this <laughs> and pull it back in the last moment, that can make um, it can be really hurtful and um, like you, the, the tip of the, the whip makes this noise because it's breaking the sonic barrier, someone told me once. It gets so fast that it makes this sound. <laughs> like when an air, uh, airplane gets so fast it makes this, uh, sonic bre uh, this breaking um, noise of the sonic barrier. And this is also happening with the whip and it's a bit the idea of, of what we call Falides, powerful motions that we use here, that we release our body and just through this pulling back, we, we increase the speed so much of our end of the whip that it becomes really powerful without us using actually much muscle force, but just it's uh, this uh, movement um, principle and this uh, relaxed Actually, the more relaxed you are in the end, the more powerful you will be because the faster you can guide the movement through your body. So yeah, this is Xingyi Chuan with its fast motions. Yeah, that sound also a bit funny in the beginning. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looks yeah. pretty cool though. <laughs> and these are all, all principles. Sorry. These are all the principles we talked about. I had a feeling like there was another one, but maybe that was in my brain it's, that there yeah, was it's, one, it's, one more. They have also all other principles and this, this one core principles of how I hold my body and how I'm efficient with my body is in all of them, but it expands then into mm -hmm. all kind of um, directions and is added with other ideas and principles because like, yeah, the spiral mm -hmm. energy is another one that is also born from this alignment and how to hold the body, but it's then also about how I can use twisting and stretching of my body to, and this releasing of this to create power and fast motions. So there are also, of course, in all these three martial arts, there are also other principles uh, inside. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. I think that's a really cool little introduction. Thank you so much yeah. for that. <laughs> cool. Before we wrap up then, is there anything you would like to share or talk about before? Will you come to an end with this episode? Um, no. 
not that much. <laughs> cool. Amazing. Then thank you very much for your time and for this demonstration. Yeah. And um, yeah, as I just said, we're going to put all the information you want to share in the description so that people can find your work and your yeah, school. Cool. Thank you very much. And yeah. can join you if you want. It was a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Have a nice day.